Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. If y'all remain standing for the reading of the scripture, it's from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. It's page 66 of the New Testament version of your pew Bible. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered right. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, And he set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these do you think proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. The story of the Good Samaritan. If you grew up in church, this is probably a familiar passage for you. One that we start teaching early. I'm pretty sure that this is a story we're teaching this week in Vacation Bible School. But even if you didn't grow up in the church, the phrase Good Samaritan probably sounds familiar. It's been adopted by our culture. A quick Google search will reveal headlines like a modern day Good Samaritan helps man with no shoes or Good Samaritan rescues woman. The Urban Dictionary definition, yeah, y'all, we've made it to Urban Dictionary status is another name for someone who selflessly helps others. Oftentimes when we are confronted with a familiar passage like this one, it can be difficult to hear it new. Side note, it can also be pretty difficult to preach. Almost like we already have our minds made up about what it can teach us. So we almost mentally prepare ourselves for a 15-minute break until it's time to stand and sing the closing hymn. I want to challenge us to not do that today. Let's look at this passage with fresh eyes. And I think 
And I think you'll be surprised just how relevant it is for us today. Our passage starts with a legal expert, a lawyer, a scribe asking Jesus a question. What must I do to gain eternal life? Here is the interesting thing about this phrase, eternal life. Though we often assume eternal life means life after death, it actually goes much deeper than that. Eternal life is not just something we hope for one day in our future, but eternal life starts now. And eternal life in the Gospels is not just about getting to heaven, it's about the meaning of life. How do I live life fully, faithfully, the legal expert is asking. Is that not what we all want? To live life fully, faithfully, to have meaning, to follow the law? But Jesus doesn't answer the question. Instead, he invites this lawyer into conversation. What does the law say about this? Jesus asks. And y'all, he nails it. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your being and all of your strength and all of your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. It's like ding, ding, ding. Yes, Jesus says, do this and live. But the legal expert wasn't satisfied. It amazes me sometimes how we are unsatisfied with the truth. Like we fight what we know is right. Who is my neighbor? The lawyer asks. I'm not sure it gets more relevant than that in the 21st century. Who is my neighbor? Or really, the root of that question is, who am I supposed to love? Now, if I've learned anything from reading scripture, I've learned that you don't ask a question you don't want the answer to. Because this lawyer maybe bites off a little more than he can chew. Jesus, in his typical Jesus fashion, doesn't give a straightforward answer, but instead tells a story. A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. This man is the central character in our story this morning, and honestly, we don't know much about him. He's not defined by race or religion or region or job. The only thing that identifies this man is what happened to him and his desperate need. This man needed a neighbor. Now it just so happened that a priest is going down the same road. What Luke does here is genius. This phrase, now it just so happened, really gives us hope that something good is about to go down, and it's a priest of all people. Surely a priest would do something to help this desperate man on the brink of death. If this story had sound effects, about now you would hear, 
womp, womp, womp. <laughs> because the priest saw the man, crossed over to the other side of the road, and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot and saw the injured man. Now, a Levite is one from the tribe of Levi who served as assistants to the priest. It was their duty to keep all the sacred utensils and the temple clean, to provide sacred loaves, to open and shut the temple gates, to sing sacred hymns, you know, all of the really important sacred churchy things. He was what we would call in the South church folk. Yet he also saw the injured man crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. You would think these two people would do something to help, but they do nothing. Now, some biblical scholars will make excuses for the priest and Levite. They were very busy with important church things. They had cleansing rituals and helping the man would make them unclean. They had duties to attend to. Maybe these things are true. But it's interesting to me that we do this. We try to make excuses for the priest and the Levite that do nothing when both Luke and Jesus don't. And I wonder if that's because this is who we most identify with in the story. Seeing a need, but stopping short of taking action. Because simply acknowledging the desperate man was not enough. At least not enough to be a neighbor. A Samaritan who was on the journey came to where the man was. But when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. This is quite the plot twist. Samaritans were regarded as unclean people, descendants of mixed marriages that followed the Assyrian settlement from people from various regions in the fallen northern kingdom. Jews despised Samaritans and saw them as untrustworthy heretics. Jesus making the Samaritan, the hero of this story, demolished all boundaries of social expectation. A Samaritan is the last person on the planet the lawyer would have expected to be the hero in such a story. And I love what happens next. The Samaritan is moved with compassion and takes action. Both the priest and the Levite saw that the man needed help. They acknowledged him. I mean, enough to go into full avoidance mode to cross to the other side of the street. But this Samaritan is moved with compassion and does something about it. If you read this passage, it's jam-packed with verbs. He went to him bandaged him, tended to him, took care of him, used his resources to care for him. It would seem that this Samaritan went above and beyond. Then Jesus turns back to that legal expert, that lawyer, that scribe. What do you think? Which one of these three 
was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves. And I imagine about now that that legal expert is looking down at his feet, trying to avoid any and all eye contact. The one who demonstrated mercy, he says, unwilling to even say the word Samaritan. What a simple yet complex answer. Mercy. It changes the worldview of the lawyer. Mercy does not ask first about color or sexual identity or economic status or political party. Mercy is not concerned with deserving or purity or piety. Mercy is what comes from God to the community and each of us. It is a gift that is given. And the legal expert asks, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answers with a story that shows us how to neighbor. Neighbor switches from a noun to a verb. It means that we do something. Who do we neighbor? Everyone. Regardless of social expectation or comfort levels or convenience or anything else. Go and do likewise, Jesus says. I was talking about this passage with a friend this week, and she said that this passage has always really overwhelmed her. How could you possibly be a neighbor like that to everyone? There are so many people with need. But I don't think that that's the point of this story. The priest, the Levite, the Samaritan, they were on the same road as the desperate man. It's not realistic to think that we can help all the people all the time. But what are we doing when it just so happens and we find ourselves on the same road? When our paths cross, do we move to the other side? I think we do. I think I do more often than I'd like to admit Today we are confronted with a story that calls us to action. It teaches that neighbor is a verb and it begins and ends with mercy. Where do you find yourself in this story? What character do you most identify with? I think that there are different times in our lives we might find ourselves in different roles, but for today I want to do something a little non-traditional. I want to challenge us to sit in the role of the legal expert, that lawyer, that scribe, with a desire for eternal life, to live a life of meaning that we come to Jesus asking, who is my neighbor? Who am I supposed to love? A Honduran immigrant and their child left from their home to seek a better life. When they encountered government officials who separated them from one another, locked them up, and denied them basic legal rights. A queer teen went from the pride parade when she encountered a group of people who sought her out and attacked her physically, spiritually, and emotionally. A low-income second grader went on summer break where she no longer had three meals a day. 
experienced zero one-on-one time with an adult and began to suffer on all levels. Now, it just so happened that a priest. Now, it just so happened that a United Methodist pastor. Now, it just so happened that a Sunday school teacher was going the same way. When they were made aware of this desperate family, when they saw the social injustice, when they were presented with the truth, they looked the other way, turned off their TVs, and crossed to the other side. Likewise, a Levite. Likewise, a politician. Likewise, a devout Christian. Notice the Honduran and his child, the pain of the LGBTQ teen, and the struggle of these low-income students. But they crossed to the other side of the road and went on their way. A Samaritan, a homeless man, a Buddhist monk, an atheist was on a journey. And they came to where they were. And when he saw them, he was moved with compassion. And he went to them, and he advocated for them, and he bandaged their wounds, and he gave them a glass of water and spent time with them, reading with them, tending to their needs. He sacrificed his his own comfort and resources to make sure that their needs were taken care of. He went above and beyond. Then Jesus turns to us and he asks, what do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor? Go and do likewise. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Let us go from here today, set free to neighbor on our journey with the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.